Good morning. Welcome to First UU Austin. We're a spiritual community dedicated to the free search of truth and meaning, and we're glad you're here. I would like to extend a special welcome to the visitors here this morning. You're invited to fill out a visitor's card found on the back of the pew in front of you, so you'll be invited to events for visitors. If you've been coming for a while and you'd like to make First UU your spiritual home, we would like to invite you to join this congregation. Please speak to the people at the visitor's table about how to do that. If you have been coming for a while, you may be wondering where teenagers are leading the, leading the service today. Visitors, it isn't normally like this. We have a wonderful minister, Meg Barnhouse, who I encourage you to come back and listen to because she's fantastic. But today we have a special treat for you. The, youth, the high school youth group, YUU, is here to show you what we've been doing all year and to have our graduating seniors join your ranks in what we, a ceremony that we call bridging. We come from a long heritage that teaches that there is a spark of the divine in every person. It is in that, the spirit of that heritage that I ask you to greet the holy in our midst by welcoming the person to your right and left this morning. When we're asked, as we often are, what do you guys do at First Union Church of Austin? We say, we gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Hi, I'm Kate Windsor, and I'll be reading three poems from the book Falling Up by Shelter Verstein. The first poem is called Long Leg Lou and Short Leg Sue. Long Leg Lou and Short Leg Sue went for a walk down the avenue, laughing and joking like good friends do, Long Leg Lou and Short Leg Sue. Says Long Leg Lou to Short Leg Sue, can't you walk faster than you do? It really drives me out of my mind that I'm always in front and you're always behind. Says Short Leg Sue to Long Leg Lou, I walk as fast as I'm meant to do. Then I'll go walking with someone new, says Long Leg Lou to Short Leg Sue. Now, Long Leg Lou, he walks alone, looking for someone with legs like his own. And sometimes he thinks of those warm afternoons back when he went walking with Short Leg Sue. And Short Leg Sue strolls down the street, hand in hand with Slow Foot Pete. And they take small steps, and they do just fine, and no one's in front, and no one's behind. The second poem is called Help. I walked through the wildwood, and what did I see but a unicorn with his horn stuck in a tree. Crying, someone, please help me, before it's too late. I hollered, I'll free you. He hollered back, wait, how much will it hurt? How long will it take? Are you sure that my horn will not scratch, bend, or break? How hard will you pull? How much must I pay? Must you do it right now, or is Wednesday okay? Have you done this before? Do you have the right tools? Have you graduated from horn-saving school? Will I owe you in favor? And what will it be? Do you promise that you will not damage the tree? Should I close my eyes? Should I sit down or stand? Do you have insurance? Have you washed your hands? <laughs> and after you free me, tell me what then? Can you guarantee I won't get stuck again? Tell me when. Tell me how. Tell me why. Tell me where. I guess that he's still sitting there. The last poem is called The Voice. 
There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel that this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. Thank you. So now a reading by Reinhold Niebuhr. Nothing worth doing is completed in our lifetime. Therefore, we are saved by hope. Nothing true or beautiful or good makes complete sense in the immediate context of history. Therefore, we are saved by faith. Nothing true or beautiful or nothing we do, however virtuous, can be accomplished alone. Therefore, we are saved by love. No virtuous act is quite as virtuous from the standpoint of our friend or foe as from our own. Therefore, we are saved by the final form of love, which is forgiveness. Hello, um, I'm Max Wethington. I'm the dean of the YU Youth Group. Getting started is hard. There's a lot of barriers to break. There's a lot of old to overcome, a lot of new to accept. I'm not here to tell you how hard getting started is. Every year we talk about getting started. Sometimes we forget what it means to march on. We fail to recognize that when we walk across the stage and we bridge out of YU, we celebrate a landmark and a journey. People who leave this youth room do so not as boys to men, girls to women, but as part of an ever-changing persona that is fluid. We adapt. In a state of flux, a line between the individual and others can blur. After all, we are both the most advanced communal animals in the world, as well as one of the only three species capable of acknowledging ourselves in the mirror. It is that struggle I would like to talk to you about today. I want to put to you a question. How much of your life is seen through a mirror? And how much is seen through the eyes of your pack? Hobbes and Locke had very different opinions on the nature of man. One believed in kings, the other in democracy. As philosophers of the great age of reason, they both probably had some valid points. But they completely disagreed on almost everything, except for one little thing. When governed without governance, or in a state of nature, things are generally worse without these laws than they would be with these laws spoken, written, or implied. These laws make up something we call the social contract. We all abide to the social contract. Mandatory. If you're not abiding to it, you're probably either in jail or ostracized. Unfortunately, in our culture, uh, I believe that too much emphasis is put at such a young age saying, just be yourself. We never, uh, we so often forget to teach people that even though we're all unique, unique is a strange word. Even though it's said no two snowflakes are the same, we call them snowflakes. We call them all snowflakes, right? They fall from the sky, they're made of water, and they melt on your tongue. And they're not hail. Uh, granted, I've lived in Austin long enough where there are fewer snowflakes than men in thongs on 6th Street, 
even in the winter. Um, but my point stands. We can, we can be ourselves, but there are certain things we must agree to. You don't kill. You don't hurt yourself or others. And you don't tailgate me, because things will go badly for you. Does that mean you shouldn't wear a bow tie to work instead of a straight one to express your love for, well, bow ties? Well, unless the workplace demands classic business attire, it's probably okay. But some people I know can take in being an individual so far that they not only hurt their own relationship with others, but their ability to enjoy their manufactured individuality. What if you did lose your job because of those bow tie hijinks? Probably wouldn't be able to afford any more bow ties. Was it worth it? Conformity isn't always about a clear moral decision. Bow ties versus straight ties are not the epitome of good and evil. Sometimes they can be um, arbitrary and pointless, perhaps. I, I told all my friends I would be responsible for one of the homilies in this sermon. Uh, new word every day, that's what I'm giving right now. Um, we plan to theme it around the battle between individuality and conformity in our lives. Then I realized that, um, though it may not be the proper use of the word irony, it was ironic that I would be writing a non-conformity homily addressing 500 people who expected me to do it. Oh, and then a friend asked if I wanted to go bowling instead. I love bowling. Um, you know, I could have stood up here and just told you that I didn't do it because I preferred knocking pins down to preaching. That would have almost been true. The fact is, though, I know that 500 people in this congregation, whether they showed up here today or not, have given me their trust that I would perform the service for you. It is. It's a service. And that's what it means to be part of a pack, a community. This is a communal effort to create a culture that is capable of sustaining individuality and supporting it. Through this community, I've been able to seek myself. I've been allowed the support I need to look through my own mental filing cabinets and find my own demons and find the ones with my signature on it and apply them a great collage of what is really me. And I've been privileged enough to be there on the journey of so many other friends and colleagues and peers and mentors and to support them and love them and to tell them that they're beautiful and that it's all going to be okay. But that's an effort. It's always an effort we have to make. It's a price, a tax everyone pays. The contract collects. But in my mind, it's worth it. Thank you.
That's when you turn up the bass and you knock it out the place. Hit them in the face with the mace. Inspire a change of fate. And you get a going blacker than the ace of spades. Trying to raise the bar like singular because we're singular, unique. Lyrically induced by coma. Words are maze, throw them in the daze And fix it like laser, quite extreme Precision is your mission, deadly and volatile nuclear fission Scalpel please make the incision, we're wishing to learn to fish But be me for a day and I'll be on my way On to the next one, just like Jay say I'm stranded by a gun and I try to call Mayday But it's too late, my brain's play before my blade straight See, it's counting cards. Like life's a game of blackjack until some get caught. Somebody wants the cash back, you're macking at the ladies, frothing at the mouth. Go rabies in the fast lane, parade of Mercedes. Guys in suits, tasing the crazies. And I'm looking so fly, I can sponsor polo. Like a glow so pro, I blow through the club solo. And they ask me to get low, get low. Five fly so high, it's impossible. You know there's no bringing down this bro. When I go toe-to-toe, invincible, 21 perfection. Elected to teach. A lesson, a present impression. Messing with you, get the picture. Snap, snap, and torture like wicker, along with the sticker that says that it's thicker than water. Why even bother these sunken daughters with your weak sound? Take it to ground, swing it around the town like it's less than a pound because it's about to get heavy when I levy the taxes on your petty rhymes. Are you ready? It's counting cards. Like life's a game of blackjack. When you got it so good, you take it back. Got it so fly, it's like a cure to anthrax, cancer, and Capricorn. A tropical paradise where the sand is warm and a silence warms. Storm shores until they shorn, shape to pieces. Like they can't be landed on an old man's land. Claimed by a bomb, so head off the grenade. And make sure that you pray that it's raised and raced. Race for a taste of release and escape. Because it's a statement that's made. A basement paved for the cash you crave. But I'm a joker with you on a chain and a choker. And I meant to roast your mediocre roller coaster. Your rhymes fall softer than the leaves in October. Shout out to Atmosphere for the beat. MCA, rest in peace. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Andrew Young. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the... uh, the Youth and Young Adult Programming Coordinator here at First U Church of Boston, which means that for the past two years, it's been my honor and privilege to work with these wonderful youth, um, both in the middle school and high school program, and also to oversee the young adult program. When planning uh, began for this year's youth service, the first thing I did was I, to ask the youth what they wanted the topic of the service to be. Malenko, uh, who's one of our seniors you haven't met yet, but you'll meet him uh, pretty soon here, mentioned that he had seen several youth services, and they had all seemed to focus on the theme of leaving the nest. Seems like perhaps a good theme for a high school senior to say as they're going out. But he suggested that we might try something different this year, since that seemed to be our theme every year. And so we had a brainstorming session, and Max, who gave the wonderful rap, um, suggested that the theme of the service should be individualism versus the social contract. The youth all rallied around this idea, because it was, unlike leaving the nest, a topic they could all relate to. In fact, it's a topic that we can all relate to, regardless of our age or our life experiences. The battle between the individual and society's expectation is a fact of the fundamental existence of the human experience. 
But if this struggle is so fundamental, then why is it so important to the high school youth? The answer is that it's during this transition from childhood to adulthood, the period that we call adolescence, that we first become aware of the conflict between individuality and social norms. Teens have to navigate these treacherous waters for the first time without the help of past experience to guide them safely through. When Max spoke earlier, he talked about how one must abide by both the implicit and the explicit rules that define what is acceptable behavior in our society. Some of these are universal, such as treating each other fairly and not killing another human being. But some of them are also arbitrary, like the implicit rule which states that you should wear a nice suit to a job interview, or perhaps not wear a bow tie. As we move into, the adult, into adulthood, we learn how to decide which of these rules we can bend or even break to express our individuality. The truth is that in order to be accepted in society, we often hide some parts of who we are. We go out into the world wearing a mask so that we can appear to be the person that society wants us to be. This is a skill that we learn as teenagers in the cutthroat world of social drama that is our school and our friendships. But at the same time, we learn an even more important skill, when to take off the mask and show people who we really are. We learn that while many of our so-called friends require us to wear the mask around them in order to be accepted, true friends require us to take off the mask so they can see who we really are. We also learn that we can wear different masks depending on who we're with. We learn to seek out groups that share our interests so that we can be closer to our true selves when we're in these groups. These are all skills that carry into our adult lives. When Max spoke, he also mentioned that this church community has been a place where his individuality has been supported by his peers as well as by the community at large. This is why I believe it is so important for our youth to be involved in youth group at church. These groups save our youth. And our focus is not on saving the youth's souls in the afterlife, if there is one. Instead, we focus on saving the souls of our youth in the here and now. We work hard to save them from, from a society that teaches intolerance, hate, and blind conformity. We do this by creating a safe space for youth to explore who they really are among a community that loves and supports them regardless of what their exploration results in. By having the youth group led by the youth, we also give them a safe place to practice leadership and, on occasion, to learn what happens when you fail to live up to the expectations of society. Yet, despite what happens, they know that, they will still, that we will still love and care for them, and that at the end of the day, their mistakes will be forgiven so that they can learn from them instead of fearing them. But it isn't only the youth who we save in this church. Many people find Unitarian Universalism because they are searching for a community that will accept them. Many come from places of pain, anger, or fear. Some of us have been hurt by the intolerance of fundamentalist religious groups. Some of us have had to hide our true natures from those around us in order to conform with society's expectations. Yet here, in this church community, we can be ourselves. And we know that we will still be loved and supported. In fact, we will not only be accepted for who we are, but celebrated for it 
and encouraged to deepen our understanding of our true selves. However, old habits are hard to break, and often we might find ourselves slipping back into them. Clicks form. Groups of people begin to talk negatively about other groups of people. We begin to put our masks back on to conform to the expectations of the church community. We begin to make assumptions about the members of our community. We say things like, all you use are highly educated, or all you use are Democrats, or all you use are humanists. We forget that we came to this church to escape these exact same assumptions being made about us. Therefore, I will leave you with a challenge. I challenge all of you, whether you are new to the church, have been here your whole life, or are just visiting, to examine your expectations of others in the church through the lens of the social contract. Try to be mindful of when you are acting because of your true nature and when you are acting because of what you perceive the implicit social rules of the church community to be. Before you make assumptions about others in the church, and thus force them to put their masks back on. First ask them about their true selves, and provide them with that safe space that we all need in order to be who we really are. Now we're going to move to something else. Um, many of the world's religions celebrate the transition from childhood into adulthood, and Unitarian Universalism is no different. Our ceremony is called bridging, and we use it to celebrate our youth who are leaving the high school youth group and joining the adult church community. This year, we have only one high school senior who will be crossing the stage as part of the ceremony. His name is Malenko Longcar. I would now ask Malenko to come jo up and join me on stage. I would also ask that the young adults in the congregation come up and stand over here by the piano, along with anyone else who would like to stand with them as they welcome Malenko into their ranks. And please bring your order of service with you. Malenko is a senior at Westwood High School in Cedar Park. He has been active in a high school youth group all four years of high school, and he tells me that he was active even before when he participated with his sister who was in the youth group. My guess is that many of you know Malenko, but not from his time in the youth group. Instead, you probably know him from his many jobs that he's done around the church. He's worked with Cammy in the kitchen, taking care of the coffee service and the snacks. He's helped set up rooms for renters, move furniture, clean. And most importantly, he's helped watch over and support our children in the nursery. Malenko has a natural way with children, something he plans to continue putting to good use in the nursery after he's moved into the, into the young adult community. Malenko is also one of the most mature and reliable youth I know, even if he doesn't believe that himself sometimes. He's always willing to stay and do what it takes to get the job done. In fact, the only reason that his attendance has been spotty in the youth group this year is because he's been so diligent about working in the nursery. I wish him well in whatever endeavors he undertakes. For the rich, individual gifts of your soul, we welcome you. For the hopes you bring and the anxieties you share, we welcome you. As you join the young adult community, we give you our blessing, that you may find among us friendship and support, yearning and joy, that you may grow in mind and spirit and body, forever our friends. 
We honor you at this time of transformation. This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.